0: Hey there, sports fans, and welcome to the Podco, or PodCon, or whatever you feel like calling this podcast, Conversation. I'm Dave Morales, and this is Tapped In, an extension of the Bellingham Tap Trail, where we hang out and chat with people involved in the local brewing scene. As the number of breweries continues to climb, we reached outside of Bellingham once again this month to chat with Scott White, who just opened a fringe brewing up in Ferndale. But first, we have a brand new sponsor. Today's Tap Trail conversation is sponsored by Puget Sound Energy's Green Power program. Green Power is renewable power made from resources that are naturally replenishing. Doing your part to reduce carbon is easy. Learn how you can support Green Power made right here in the Northwest at pse.com slash green power, all one word. With both the trials and successes of opening up a brewery very fresh in his mind, we chatted a lot about what it takes to open a brewery in this area challenges that might not immediately come to mind for aspiring brewers, and swing lines important in an office space. He was kind enough to bring a gallon or two of beer as well, which becomes pretty clear as we progress. Enjoy. That's delicious. Love it. And how strong is it again? 9.3. Woo! Here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> let's get this party started, yo. All right. We're <coughs> we're going to start off big and work <laughs> yeah. our way down. Yeah, totally. So... Scott White, hello. Thanks for coming. Sure, glad to be here. Good to have you. <laughs> Good to see you again. You too. It's been a while. <laughs> it, it's been a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's start off with the uh, with uh, first and foremost, I guess. Um, congratulations. Well, thank you on opening up Fringe Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did that name come about and why is the <laughs> F and the G uh, why, why are those uh, capitalized?
1: Oh, this is this is the usual question. It's like, yeah. we'll well, you like, got to start get off that? with, that. I know, yeah, you have yeah. to. Um, so I was I was blessed to to marry into a family that have um a couple of houses back east and we get to travel back there and and hang out in said houses. And, uh, I was hanging out with, um, a brewer from uh, foam. I think it was foam. Don't quote me on that in Burlington, Vermont, but, but it, uh, I think it was foam and we were talking and he's like, where are you from? And I said, I am from Bellingham, Washington. And he's like, where the heck is that? Yeah. And I kind of like Stuck my, stuck my hands out like this, like up in this corner, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. And yeah, he goes, like the Michigan thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was like, so you're kind of like on the fringes of society up there. And I thought that. There you go. Is a cool name for a yeah. brewery. And it just always stuck in my head. And this yeah. was years ago. Yeah. You know, a long time ago. And, uh, and it just kind of like has been in my head. And I thought that being like up north on the fringes of society also on the fringes of Bellingham kind of thing Mm because Ferndale is kind of a a bedroom community now Mm -hmm. of Bellingham. There's a lot of people that work and play and do everything in Bellingham but they reside in Ferndale so that was kind of like one of my things. Now the question about the F and the G Mm -hmm. why they're both big beer nerd stuff when I say FG, what do you
0: think? Iron? Is it iron? No, no. What's no, FG? No. Well, final gravity. Final gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So starting gravity, yeah. final gravity. That's what
1: I get for trying to think chemistry. Yeah, chemistries. It's hard. It's hard. Numbers are hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Math. 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 Silly. Don't take algebra.
0: Yeah. Don't do it. You'll never nah, use it. You'll never use it. Never Just use it. keep learning basic mathematics. Certainly. Don't take business calculus. Uh-uh. <clears throat> That'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how it
1: all came about. That's right. fringe and and the F and, and the, the G. Yeah. yeah. And. And I just kind of like the whole entire idea about it, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not making, like, fringy beers or really, like, one-offs or a lot of, like, play and stuff like that. He says as we're drinking a coffee beer. <laughs> well, you know. Which <laughs> is delicious, beer. by the way. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Manic Flowers. Everybody seems to like that one. Nice. It's it's a big beer. Yeah, nine point three. It's a big beer. It is a big beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: we're swinging for the fence here today. So we we, yeah. we hit the ground running. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we go. Yeah, we're twenty minutes in. This <laughs> <laughs> Just going to get funnier. People yeah, are, are already giggling a little That's bit. That's Right. <laughs> yes. Stay on target. Yeah. So so you are in Ferndale, as yeah. you mentioned. Um, and uh, I, I I totally understand why you did that when Chris and I were talking about Subdued. Well, actually, it was when Chris was done um, with it. We, uh, I was looking into Ferndale still and, uh, because it made so much sense. Oh, yeah. It's an untapped market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of beer drinkers out there. I mean, on our Subdued Facebook page, we had so many people who were like, Please, please come to Ferndale. Like yep. We need something there. I remember seeing that and, on your guys's page too, because
1: yeah, yeah. I, I followed Subdue too. I was totally yeah. stoked for you and Chris. Like, this is going to be a phenomenal brewery. You guys put this together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can't wait to get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, we had a lot of people in Ferndale. And I went and looked at a couple places uh, around. But at that point, I was already kind of realizing that this. You know, i was on the on the downward Down, downward like, uh, spiral this, this is like, a little I bit more know. than i want to bite off yeah like yeah. i don't know if i want to do this by myself cuz chris and i worked well together we had very specific roles kind of like what you and jeff and we'll get into that but, Yeah. um yeah once he was out it became a lot more challenging um, the, yeah but with ferndale i'm just wondering how that process was and and uh uh I guess just explain your thought process as to why you chose Ferndale instead of Bellingham.
1: The
0: the, the thought process was was
1: I've rolled around Ferndale for a little bit and just kind of checked it out. And I also checked out Linden also. And I was, I think in the back of my mind, I didn't want to do Bellingham. I felt that Bellingham has enough great breweries and they have enough competitive market that I kind of looked at as that. I would rather be the one little fish in a small pond than being part of the numerous fishes in the largest pond trying to like go after the same thing. And, um, and then like how do you brand your market and then like you have to have your niche and you have to do all this stuff and i was like you know what ferndale is really really cool Mm -hmm. it's like we did demographic research we did like population and and we looked at like everything that was going on there and and growth in ferndale and also Linden. and ferndale was perfect for me because and jeff that it was a bedroom, it's becoming a bedroom community and there's people that are there that are craft beer drinkers and enthusiasts of craft beer and know what they're talking about and actually enjoy mm-hmm. going there and having the whole entire experience of going to a brewery and hanging out there. And Jeff and I kicked around a couple of buildings. We looked at some stuff and we didn't really see anything that like really appealed to us that was on main street. There's not a lot of parking and and it's kind of just kind of backed up. Oh, parking. Oh, parking. <laughs> yes. The ode to parking. Yeah. It, it's it's tough. It, it really is. You have yeah. to look at that kind of stuff when you're looking at the building, when you're looking at where you're going to lay out. It's like, so if I open this, is are people, are patrons going to be able to come and hang out and do that kind of stuff? And uh, we talked to a couple of owners, and then I ran into the building that we're in now. Mm -hmm. Did you
0: have a building before this that you were looking at?
1: I had two. You had two? Yeah, on Main Street. One's Mm -hmm. called the Vine Building, the old old bank building right there on the corner. It's beautiful. It is so cool on the inside. And I was just like, wow, this would be a great brewery. There's no parking, but it's right there on the corner, and it is so cool. I mean, they even have the old original safe upstairs, and I'm like going, that would be my mill room. (laughs) You know, like when you walk into a building, you're already kind of scoping out. I was like, I'm looking at things and like already going, okay, fermenters there, brew house there, this is there.
0: there." I still walk into buildings and I think that like, oh, yep.
1: Uh Yeah. Yeah, And then I actually walk into breweries too, as I kind of go, well, I kind of put this over here and I do this a little bit differently because right now it doesn't make sense to me. That's something that Ken Grossman taught me kind of Mm -hmm. thing too, is that being a Sierra Nevada kind of thing. I went down and did the beer camp. And one of the things that he really like pushes on is that everything needs to be a circle. Mm. You know, it's like you start here, but everything needs to have a finish. It needs to complete. And when I look at brew houses, I'm like, well, that's kinda wonky that that's over there. And you have to take all these steps to get over there to do all this. And it's like it should just be a continuous circle. Yeah,
0: like a well thought out kitchen. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. three
1: points. Yeah. The triangle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, that that that's, that Ferndale was just like really appealing to it. It's right off I five also. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get like a lot of BC traffic coming down, and they're like, "Wow, cool! We can stop off, have a beer before we hit Bellingham." Mm-hmm. And and there's all the refinery workers out there, and then plus the demographic that's moved out—a lot there. of young families. Out yeah, there. first-time homebuyers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, parents w- with a dog, and that's a demographic that we wanted to make sure that we appealed to. So our brewery is kid and dog friendly, mm-hmm. well-behaved kids oh, and both. dogs yeah, yeah. and uh, well-behaved yeah. parents and well no you know <laughs> well-behaved parents we can talk to about you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean that's that's a demographic that it, it's really really prominent up mm-hmm. there yeah why wouldn't you like embrace it yeah yeah you want people
0: you want to kind of turn into a family thing yeah and, and you're you are the litmus test you know so you're like well all right, this is what we want to do. This yeah. is what you seem to want. Yeah. So we're going to to try this. Um, so I, I know that uh, that the city of Ferndale was excited for you guys and, mm-hmm. and, and helped you out a lot. I'm just wondering if there were any like special challenges with that, because even though they were enthusiastic, there's still <laughs> the logistics <laughs> and the infrastructure, like, well, like wastewater. First, first large brewery yeah yeah first large brewery Uh, my main thought was well what about the water you know do they have the capacity to deal with a brewery which is essentially a factory um, that is pumping out all kinds of craziness like Mm -hmm. i remember at pyramid even in seattle we were big enough to where we had to neutralize uh are, well, the yeast are effluent yeah. yeah like yeah. the yeast yeah. the chemicals, chemicals everything chemicals. had yeah. to be like you know yeah. flat ph yeah um and e- even though it's a growing city i, I don't know I-, I truly don't know if they're there yet and i'm wondering did you run into any of that is there anything special that you have to do and i guess kind of tied into that like how big are you guys like how big is your system well, we're You're, seven barrels seven barrels yeah. seven barrels
1: yeah. yeah so i mean we're not we're not pushing out a lot of waste. I mean, I'm reharvesting yeast. I'm 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 I'm, you know, right now brewing sporadically, like just to meet demand. We're not like locked in. I still think that 75% of Ferndale doesn't actually know that we're there. (laughs) Right. Cause I get like daily like four people like, didn't even know you're here. Yeah. Because they just don't even notice, you know. But the on the aspect of water treatment and everything like that it was um It was a challenge. We had to prove to them that we're going to be using a lot of water, Mm -hmm. but the water that we're using is going to be made for beer so we're keeping most of the water. Mm-hmm. And then all of our sanitation and like PA and caustic and everything like that. Um, it, it's their water treatment plant is is fine with it. We reharvest our yeast. We don't put really anything into the system and that's when they were kind of worried about mm. was the yeast har you know like yeah, what we're- it's extreme pHs. Yeah. 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 And so but their system that they have now um, handles that load because we're the only brewery out there and there's not, there really isn't cargo would be the only thing that I could think that and that's the uh, you know, the grain company out there that could kind of compete with like our you Know what we're putting into the system because mm-hmm. they have to flush and do everything like that with their milling of grains, they do cattle feed and, mm-hmm. and hog feed and stuff like that. And once we convinced them that they weren't going to have to worry about us putting 10,000 gallons down the drain every day, we kind of got the thumbs up. They're like, okay, we're cool. Ferndale's been fantastic. They've green lighted us all the way through. Yeah. They sounds yeah, that way. Yeah. They've really, really been helpful. The the initial starting process was a little bit because we had to walk them through it and, and they they we had to work with them and they had to work with us. Right. And they became more involved and they started to realize that we weren't going to be like hyper damaging any of the system. And, you know, when you start running into when you build your own brewery, you're like, is this, you know, the, is the four inch pipe running into the six inch pipe, which runs into the sewer. Is that going to be able to handle the load? And once they realized that we're like basically a garden hose Mm -hmm. (laughs) or an inch and a half hose, that's running into the trench and then out. Yeah. Then they were like, oh, okay, we get it. It's not going to be that big of a deal. I'm like, no, we're not putting a big load on your system. Yeah. We're not going to be dumping out, because if we dump out water, we're losing beer. Right. It is, it is a system that they weren't really used to, and and it's good running the old police station. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, all those... I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a
0: whole theme right there. You yeah. could just have a special, it's, it's, <laughs> special oh, system. Oh,
1: God. There there are so many variables that you can oh, jump yeah. off on that whole entire thing. Because yeah. it wasn't, I mean... It was also a post office and the library.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. so, so Possibility or Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. they've had so many uses for this building. I got a little door in the back. And that's the funny thing, too, is people walk in and go, how did you get this in here? <laughs> we knocked out the back door. Mm. And then there were, the truck was there. And we had, and I took, it was my general contractor and I, um. Forklifted out everything, laid them down on pallets. I pallet jacked every single one of those tanks in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's It was a process. The glamour. Well, well a yeah. Glamour. I, you know, it's like build a brewery. It'll be fun. It's like, because when I tell other brewers and other people that own breweries how much I built this brewery for. They tell me, no way, there's no way you could have done it. Yeah. Because Jeff and I built the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like what Ben and Tom did. I went to Ben's school of brewing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I interned there and and I learned as much as I could from Ben. Yeah, and Ben, I love you. Yeah, and we all love Ben. we all love Ben.
0: I like Tom Ben. Too. I barely I, know Tom. And I love Tom. I barely too. know Tom. And, but I and know his ben. dog
1: Dotson. And <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> they're yeah. they're all great guys. I mean, yeah, I, I I attribute a lot of what's going on in my life to Ben. Because Ben was, you know, he really. Kind of showed me the way, and when it was kind of a contrast term because at the same time I was interning at Menace, I was also going down to Sumerian, mm-hmm. where Sumerian is this gigantic production facility, steam jacketed. You know, you mill in the night before and the, into the hopper, and you're just, you know, it's just beautiful and incredible. And Tyson, the brewer down there, is used to brew for Red Hook, mm. and Tyson is great. Super, yeah. super cool guy and yeah. and knowledgeable and, and that's whoa, in Woodenville? Yeah, it's in Woodenville. Yeah. And, and and his former um assistant brewer uh hunter and he was great too. I mean, they're they're both just like walked me through it. So it was kind of a cool little thing. I had this like little weird duality that I lived in. It was where like Ben was very hands-on. You can do this and you switch these things. You do this here and everything like that. And, and it was really, really cool. Cause it kind of felt like homebrewing, brewing, home brewing but like on a huge scale, mm. you know, I started off with Ben, he was on his four barrel mm. and then he got a seven barrel. I was with him when he got the seven barrel system, we moved that in together, or at least I, I was there to help him, you know, put it in. And then we brewed on that. And then at the same time, I would run down a Sumerian who was on this jacketed premiere. You know, push this butt. Push and Here's <laughs> your flow. Here's your here's your grist hydrator and your water flow in with your grist coming out and everything's milled the day before and we're we're brewing three times a day. So I spent a lot of time in that mash tun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of time in that mash tun. Of- Clean cleaning cleaning that mash tun. So you want to be a brewer. So you want to be a brewer. <laughs> yeah. And and Hunter and Tyson were just phenomenal
0: guys. I mean, yeah. they like like will show you the big big picture kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's great to have both perspectives. You know, it's nice to be able to have that control and to not have to necessarily do everything by hand. Yeah. And it, it's always good to understand the whys and, and the hows. You know, like, okay, well if all follow this were to break down, I could still do this. Yeah. It would suck on that kind of a level, but I could still do it. Yeah. Um, especially as we age. And yeah. It sure is nice to push some buttons and be like, go
1: yeah,
0: uh, this is like, and, and go at that temperature. You know, yeah. Exactly. Like, it was like, I love rake engines. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We were going to have that for sure. Oh yeah. That was that rake That motor? was going to be like oh. a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Chris and I are both. Well, he is, I'll just say 50 plus at this point, And I, I turned 50 in a few months and we were working on this five years ago. Yeah. We were thinking, well, if we're going to be doing this until we're 60, 65, like, there's going to be some rake engines yeah oh yeah yeah that was one of the biggest thing yeah when i when i was
1: looking at well because you you start to shop and you start to look around for brew houses and everybody starts like throwing you like this this and this i'm like i still get
0: emails you still do oh yeah yeah connect uh everybody yeah everybody marks uh all the keg places um stout tanks stout yeah um and, but then we were going to go with Premier, you know, just because it was yeah. solid. Yeah. It was a no brainer. It was cheap. And we knew that it was going to work very well right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I, I went, went with Shimo. 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 Yeah. Well, who are they? California
1: based company that does all their work out of China.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a Chinese import.
0: Premier stuff is made in China yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, and so um, they have a whole entire group of guys out there, and it's all hand done. Mm-hmm. Like I've had welders come in and like look at my stuff, and like this is beautiful. Nice. This is artistic. Like these guys really put passion into their work. You can tell just by the way it's just how it's blended and how they put it. They're not putting together a crappy thing. And this system has been so hyper efficient that it's re- like I'm doing. I'm doing my, my brew house formulations and and my, and my recipe formulations. And I'm just like, okay, it should come out at this. Mm -hmm. This is my formulation. This is my water. This is how it's going to go. And it's like, nope. you're about, I'm usually about two to 5% more than, (laughs) than what my efficiency should be. So I'm actually dropping my grain bills. Yeah, because this thing is so hyper efficient. Yeah. and using quality malt counts a lot towards uh, that. Yeah, as well. totally. Yeah, um, uh, I don't have a mill, so I have to get everything besides my especially malts. My specialty malts, I, I just mill on property. I have mm-hmm. a mill there that I can handle the you know twenty to thirty pounds that mm-hmm. I'm. Like, so you are only everything pre ground? I order it and it's usually there within two days, mm-hmm. and then I brew that week, and that's how I I'm doing everything. So it's just like comes in, does it and that's how it goes out. So I'm not it's not sitting. Mm-hmm. It, it's in and out. My my specialty grains, they're stored, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But for like base row, base um, you know, pills, wheat, whatever I'm doing as my base malts kind of thing, it comes pre-milled, but and I get great extraction out of it. It's usually raw. Yeah. Um, it's not sticky. It's not Really grainy. It's not, it,
0: it really, it, it, it's a great little malt too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I probably really. enjoy it. Our makes super solid stuff. Yeah. So speaking of malt, uh, it's a good segue. Just talk a bit about your experience at the Skagit Valley brewing school. Oh yeah. Um, I know that you're a big fan of it uh, as I'm am I, I. love Tony and yeah. all those guys. Yeah. Um, outside of the just, you know, here's how to brew aspect. How do you feel that it helped you prepare for opening a brewery? um, If at all, as opposed to just being a rabbit home brewer with some business sense that is attempting it. Do you think that it made a difference on that level? Oh yeah. 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 There was, there was a lot of stuff that, um, that's great. That's good to hear that, that
1: Skagit did. Mm -hmm. that i walked in and it was like wow um i thought i knew a lot but the instructors there like bob rock and alan from from uh uh, anacortes Mm -hmm. brewing and tony Mm -hmm. love tony love tony yeah he's a great guy um and then um brian who's no longer there
0: uh used to be a boundary band. Boundary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Great instructor. He was really cool. Nice. had a lot of knowledge. Yeah, Great I only guy.
0: Got a chance to talk to him a couple times, yeah. but yeah, he seemed
1: like, like he really knew Super head. passionate about it, and he was really, he brought in this cool, like, little aspect of, like, uh, um, how do I describe it? Kind of like the foraging, the you can do this kind of, he really gave you like hope and like, mm-hmm. you can do this. You guys can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Brian was always really, really positive in him. Like his ideas about what type of oh, like mixed fermentations and stuff like that were just like mind-blowingly great. Nice. Like some of the stuff was like, I, yeah, I really appreciate Brian Kruger for all of his work that he yeah. did down there. Yeah. We had a
0: really great Belgian beer. Yeah. Making talk one day. <laughs> I <laughs> bet. I bet because that's like totally in his yeah. wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you got to go like when we went down to Boundary Bay and we're like rolling through the catacombs down there, and Brian had all this mixed little five gallon mixed fermentation buckets. But yeah, I digress. Um, Skagit was like if you really are passionate about beer and making beer and you want to learn to more learn more on and the process of making it and everything along that line it's fantastic they they tap into the building a brewery kind of thing aspect but they don't really go into i think they kind of gear towards you're going to be in a you know like a an assistant brewer you're going to be a worker yeah worker bee and then you build your way up kind of thing and then uh but um they do give you the tools for like dealing with TTB and liquor control board and all those little little, little nuances that you have to do and then also, that are do, big like, nuances when you get to the point where you're, <laughs> you're trying to yeah. open up something <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like because i listen to the podcast that you do and they're awesome and i really appreciate you you, you know, taking the time to do this and yeah. everything like that. It's that's, awesome. It's, it's fun for this me. Totally get to cool. the,
0: I'm still plugged into the brewing community while I'm not a part of it. So yeah. That's...
1: Yeah. But, I mean, your name's about and Everybody knows Dave Morales. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's like, oh, Dave Morales is going to interview me. This is cool stuff. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, you bet, man. It's cool. Uh, the, the great thing is that it, that's one of the easiest things. Mm-hmm. You know, like actually it really is straightforward. Yeah, it's really I mean, if you have any business sense or you have any idea of like what's going on, you it's simple to jump through those hoops. It's like they're pretty black and white. Mm-hmm. We need this, here's this. Okay, great, here's this. There's no gray area. Yeah. And liquor control boards the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, We need this. All right,
0: here's all the information you need. Boom, yeah. we're done. That's it. And just not being a jerk. You know, yeah. just being friendly. Totally. I, I talked about this with, um, it, it was either Josh or Chad, you know, just being of the opinion, like, what what can I do for you? Yeah, exactly. What do you need? Well, yeah, you you, know? yeah, exactly. And that's just it. And, uh,
1: going in with the attitude of like, I'm going to fight this and these guys are political, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. man. Like, this they're... is what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's well, like you get to do what you get to do. exactly (laughs) because if you don't jump through their hoops and and do and you ask them what should i do Mm -hmm. then you you're good yeah totally yeah absolutely yeah so but the skagit course is fantastic i really i really i still have people that come in that are home brewers and they're like what should i do to get to the next step i'm like take the course yeah really it, it's not that expensive. It really teaches you a lot. The instructors are very knowledgeable, and, and it's it's fantastic. I yeah. mean, in my course, I was the second course. Okay. Just uh, there was a lot of people that have never actually
0: brewed before. Oh wow! Yeah. So if like, I had the time and the money, I'd I'd do it. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, can't hurt. It would be a great experience. To meet a bunch of cool people. Yeah. And obviously, you know, yeah learned something. The science behind it with
1: Bob Rock was phenomenal. Now he's the guy that originally did the Skagit Valley malting. Oh okay. So he was the one that sat there and did all the he sat on the brew magic and 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 worked out all the all the variables and the malt and the water and what extractions they're getting and everything like that. And Bob Rock is an amazing scientist. He's really good. Nice. And like Bob is and he's one heck of a brewer, too. The yeah. guy, is, I, I've tasted some of his beer. And he, <laughs> he's kind of shy about it. and doesn't really talk about right. it. But boy, I tell you, that man can make a beer. Nice. And, and he's really passionate about it. And I love Bob's courses. And Alan was great because Alan was like, this is the business end of it. Because he's Anacortes Brewing. Mm-hmm. And he's partnered in that and he's really business minded and he really knows his stuff about brewing and stuff like that and being a head brewer there and, and running all the crews and everything. Mm-hmm. But he also gives you that
0: business end. So I
1: learned a lot from those two and Tony was just great just to be back there with Tony.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's done all, you know, he's done it all from, yep. from being a salesperson to being a brewer yep. to uh, being a consultant to opening up flyers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and just, him and Jason. Yeah, like yeah. It's, I love going down there. I just do too. Like, yeah, give me a greasy burger and some fries and yep. a pacemaker porter, please. There you go. <laughs> So, you, you guys are, are brand new. Uh, you've been open for how long? Uh whopping two and a half months. Two and a half months. Yeah. Craziness. And this this being uh, June, uh, early June of 2019. Yeah. Um, I just did batch 13. <laughs> oh, wow. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're on a whopping three, 13 batches yeah. in. Yeah. So, that's great. So, that, that actually segues perfectly into this. Um, uh, I just want to get a sense of your kind of wholesale philosophy of beer, um, what you want French to be and what you hope it becomes, but also just kind of a, maybe a, a quick rundown of your beers. Uh, because I, one thing that a lot of people don't realize, I think, is that when a brewery opens, those first beers that come out are the first <laughs> sellable <laughs> beers. Um, you yeah. know, Because sometimes you... And I don't know if this is the case, but sometimes you brew something, it's like, nope, don't want that to be on the name right off the bat. And so uh, it doesn't come out or it gets tweaked. But, but over time, especially since you're on patch 13, things will be tweaked. Things will be changed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, not necessarily completely revamped, but just improved upon to bring it closer to... Your vision of what that beer mm-hmm. is supposed to be because every system's different. And just because you know how to brew beer really well, doesn't mean that you can walk into a completely new system and just hit all the numbers and just have everything turn out the way that it wants. That just doesn't happen. No. And so, knowing that, how do you see where your beers are now and where would you like your beers to be? In a few months, you know, when you hit, like, batch 50 and stuff. And that's a giant question. That's but a giant question. It yeah, is a giant question. We but should, it's all about you we talking. We should probably pour another beer. We probably should pour another beer. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. All right. All right. So, speaking of. <clears> speaking
1: of which. Speaking of beers. What batch is this? This is batch number 12. 12. Yeah. All right. This is so, Metal right. Bridge, which is a so summer metal. ale. And is named after a very large icon
0: in Ferndale. All right. It's a beautiful copper color. Very clear. We were talking about filtration earlier. Yes, because there's
1: there's a gentleman that I trained underneath that is very big about filtration. Make sure you have clean, good beer. Yeah. Yeah. I think most brewers are that way, though. Yeah. They want their beers to be clean unless you're brewing a hazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is just a nice light little summer ale. Yeah, it's six uh, percent. It's done with uh, Simcoe, Cascade, and
0: CTZ. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for thanks for bringing the bringing the beers. Mm-hmm.
1: That's nice question of, of where do I see fringe going and and what's happening with and, it
0: and, 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 and your and, overall and, and philosophy Ron, on beer
1: yeah, yeah um well it well, the fir- the first couple of beers were um there were some flawed were they overly flawed no, but um we we had a problem when we brewed out the first four batches that the brew house itself crashed to like 40 degrees Mm. because it's a big brick building right and so i contacted other brewers in the bellingham area of like what do you guys do to get your temps up on your tanks And that's where I found out about... Are your tanks not jacketed? They're jacketed. Glycol jacketed. Mm -hmm. But my glycol's for cooling. Right. Right. Not for heating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we we found out that you have to take some rosebud burners, stick them underneath your tanks, and start heating them. Like literally heating the metal. Literally heating the metal just (laughs) to get... The tanks back up to temp. And these are our first four batches yeah, we ever of did. Yeah. And, and it's money. Yeah. It's money. It's there's there's thousands
0: of dollars it's sitting there. It's money in that you don't have at that point. There's no cash flow. <laughs> there coming is no in. cash
1: flow. There is <laughs> no cash flow.
0: coming in. It's like <laughs> yeah. these beers have to work. Yeah.
1: You know. It's, it's high pressure. It, it, yeah. It's like, yeah, it and I just wasn't expecting it to get to sixteen degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And with no real form of heating going on because my HVAC unit on top of the roof quit at the same time.
0: (laughs) Owing Warm business, fuzzies. Owning build a, a brewery, is so rewarding. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the quote? Yeah. I thought it would be fun to open up a brewery. Yeah. I see that and yep. I hear that. I'm just like, oh, Ugh. no, you should not no. open up a brewery. Yeah. And I knew at this point you were already open and I met you once before. So yeah. I was like, all right. That was for the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, everything's sunshine and buttercups. I thought it would be fun to open up a brewery. Totally. Yeah. 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 I was just sitting at home like, "Hmm." Mm -hmm. got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd open a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I like beer. I like making beer. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to knock this out of the park. I'm going to force my will upon others. (laughs) That's right. And you will (laughs) like it. (laughs) (laughs) that'll be (laughs) five dollars Beer costs money and that's I think that's something that a lot of beer drinkers are realizing is hops are only getting more expensive yep water's only getting more expensive yep stainless steel goes up in price I'm so glad we got in before the tariffs hit yeah oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I couldn't imagine buying a system now. Yeah. And trying to do what I did.
0: And so your uh partner is Jeff, what what was his last name?
1: Lazari. Lazari. Jeff and I, oh like he quit where we worked together and um went off and started his, you know, new path kind of doing some stuff down south in Redmond and Kirkland working for some businesses down there managing those and um years down the way we've always stayed in contact kind of thing like we're we're still like really good friends and as fringe was starting to come along and and like my 10-year idea of this thing started like progressing and and it started coming to to like fruition um i reached out to jeff like hey you're really good on the computer you know, graphic design wise, I want you to just kind of like throw me out a logo, you know, throw me out some ideas, just, just, just spitball them. I just want to see what, what you think of this idea. And, uh, he's like, cool. And he's, he threw me out stuff. and I really, really liked it. And he's, and I and I was like fringe, but I really want the F and the G big goes back to that final gravity Mm beer nerd thing. And He's like cool, so he came up with a font and everything like that. I'm like, wow, I really like that. And the original name had Fringe Brewing Beer for the Outlier, hmm. and then I kind of thought to myself, I want to dump the outlier thing hmm. because I, we're going to get enough. It's already
0: part. implied in Fringe,
1: exactly. Yeah. And it, it, and the other thing on top of that is that uh, the question is like, what what what's the outlier part? So I think we were kind of like designating ourselves to a certain type or style of beer, like
0: fringy, outlier, strange. Right, that implies you know? that all your beers are gonna and be crazy, kind of like crazy. A, let's take a quick break All right, uh, for a little sponsor break. And uh, and then we're going to come back. And since you've listened to this before, you know what's coming next. Like all of the, I call them rapid fire questions, even though they're rarely rapid fire questions, because it always leads into like new <laughs> new avenues of discussion. It, it but, takes time. Uh, it takes time. It's not really rapid fire. Yeah, no, it's not. It's kind of a. I ask them quickly, mm-hmm. but they're answered in their own time. Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back. All right. Skagit Valley Malting is an independent local craft malt house dedicated to sustainable farming practices and the use of superior maritime grains. Imported and commodity malts make a lot of beer, but craft malt makes craft beer. Using their patented technology, Skagit offers breweries a diverse variety of customizable malts that offer distinction in a crowded marketplace. So why import? They can provide what you're looking for right here, together. We're back. We are back. Hello. Um, so, enjoying uh, this, this wonderful is goals. if you have... Uh, oh, thank you. Very kindly. Cheers. Um, the first half is... Uh, well, I mean, it's all about you. But but the first half is more, like, you-specific. And this is just more, hey, what do you like? What yeah. do you not like? Yeah. So, we'll just jump right into it. And, uh, I mean, if, considering you're only... What thirteen batches in?
1: Thirteen batches. Thirteen batches. Just in. brewed the thirteenth yesterday. Yeah.
0: What is your What is your favorite beer to make? It doesn't even have to be fringe specific. Favorite beer
1: to make. Gosh, I I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I I really think that I think all beers are fun to make. I agree. I the process. The It's, pro- a, it's a process thing. Because <laughs> each one is, you're like, kind of like your baby kind mm-hmm. of thing. Is like. I'm creating this and, and then the yeast have to be a certain way. And yeah. You have to do all this stuff. I mean, yeah. it's every
0: beer is beer specific, but I just love the process. Totally. Of brewing. It's yeah. therapy for me. It, totally. <laughs> what's so you don't have a favorite beer to brew, which is completely understandable. I am right there with you. I just want to brew all the beers yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but what's your favorite beer to drink and, you know, again, this is seasonal. It's blah blah blah. Favorite beer to drink? Mm-hmm. You know what? I just love me a big
1: IPA. Mm-hmm. No, um, actually, um, you know what? That was um, that was bad to say. I'm sorry. Really <laughs> that. Uh, I think my favorite beer is actually just like a, a pale ale. Yeah. To be to be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, like Sierra Nevada pale ale. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, if it was an 100%. island beer, and you're stranded on an island, I'm saying Sierra Nevada Pale
0: Ale. Yeah. If it you hits, listen to this podcast, you know that that is probably, I'd say, seventy yeah. percent of the answer. Yeah, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Like how it, can it, you go wrong?
1: Yeah, you can't go three wrong. Ingredients,
0: you know, like it, th- it oh, hits three months.
1: everything that you want. Yeah. You want it to be bright, clean, hop note, with a little bit of malty finish. Easy to drink. Easy to drink. Yes. 5%. Yep. You can have more than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simply quenchable. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, it's just a strange thing. Even though I've tried Dale's and I've tried all the other pale ales out there, I just always go back to Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. See, when, okay, so when I go camping, I make the coffee mm-hmm. and there's a certain group of people that we hang out with when we go and they just bring over the beer mm-hmm. and usually the beer in the morning with our coffee because it's you're camping yeah and they bring over Sierra Nevada pale mm-hmm. I make the coffee you bring the Sierra So, yeah, I guess that would be my island beer. That's the beer that if I could ever do anything right... And it's not just because I went down beer, did beer camp with them, Um, which was an amazing experience. I can only imagine. I would love to do that. Gosh. I I tell you, man, being down there for that whole entire experience was just amazing. Just to see it. It's
0: pretty impressive. It's super impressive. Yeah. Just the vision... That Ken had in, in 88. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like 88. Back in,
1: you know, I graduated high school in 88. Yeah. 87. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, so it's just yeah. like, so we're graduating high school, and this guy's like, I have this idea about making this brewery. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that is just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If any brewery that I would love to represent or just like try to like follow kind Mm -hmm. of thing is just like read his book you know i mean yeah find out about everything that's either trials and tribulations of actually starting a brewery Mm -hmm. and and realize what you're getting into but also realize like how great it can be Uh, when i think of like you're only stranded on an island for one beer Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life
0: what's the beer you're going to choose you are in about a pale ale everybody almost everybody almost every brewer chooses that yep. it's really funny yeah and that 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 speaks volumes it speaks volumes <laughs> it is uh, so on the on the flip side of that okay what is your guilty pleasure drink wise
1: drink wise mm mm-hmm. mhm oh for like hard alcohol or anything anything yeah I would probably say it's Irish whiskey. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, I I would say that would be it. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 yeah. Well, being Scottish by descent, and Irish is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Mm. I I do love me some Irish or some scotch yeah. though. Oh, yeah. I I mean, uh, just sitting down with like a Lefroig or Obon or something like that and and just kinda like rolling it through my palate by the time I get home from like being at the brewery all day the like I'm like cranberry juice, amazing, I'll take it, mm-hmm. you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. like oh water, oh, wow, water. Oh, well, I mean, crazy. I, exactly I mean, that's just, it's like <laughs> i I didn't think of that, yeah, and by the time I get home after a whole entire day of just like taking little samples, it's just like I am like. Totally down on Dung. some juice yeah. or yeah. something and and just kind of like hang out on the deck kind of thing. You mm. know, I'm not really looking to like, what's the next beer in line? But, right. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of yeah. the way I am. <clears throat> I don't know if yeah. the other brewers are that way, but. You have the opportunity all the time. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. We run tight in our circles mm-hmm. that it
0: kind of gives you a heads up. Oh, like yeah. You
1: can't do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, you have to be smart about yep. it, you know. Just because you have the ability to drink beer all day doesn't mean that you, have you should yep. or that you have to. No. Yep.
1: If you're going to get into the industry and you're going to learn the process and and get into brewing beer and and being part of the brewing industry, then you need to also realize that it also can damage your body. Oh, absolutely. You gotta be responsible Mm -hmm. for your body, exactly. Yeah, you want people to enjoy it, and you want people to celebrate your beer and how you're
0: making everything. But the same aspect, it
1: doesn't mean you have to kill
0: yourself for it, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to drink all day. Yeah, and that's another reason that I tend to brew like four to five percent beers. Yeah, you know, or even three percent beers. Yeah, um, because I like beer, and I want to drink more than one. But I also don't, I mean, you know, being drunk and being, you know, loopy is fun, but you don't want to do that every day. No. And, but I still want to drink beer yeah. every day. Yeah. And, uh, but I want to be able to function and live a normal life and yeah. not feel like I'm damaging myself. Yeah.
1: Um. You only got one body. Yeah. So, and- kind of a weird side note to
0: kind of of weird side trail to go on (laughs) to, but but I mean, I don't think it is. I mean, I I think think a lot of people that the people, the dorks that are listening to this (laughs) are either brewers or they're beer enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. let's say. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's an important reality check that I do on myself. And that's why I'm brewing lower alcohol beers Um, And that's not to say that I don't blow out. I mean, I just went to Belgium for two weeks and drank insane amounts, you know, every day. But, uh, you know, it's a balance. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. So, do do you remember the first beer that you ever had? Yes, I do. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember the first beer I ever had. Okay. And it's going to be like the weirdest thing that everybody... <laughs> Cause I heard I heard when you were like in because I know this is one of the questions and I sat there, I thought about it. I sat there and racked my brain. I was like, what's the, the benefit first of being here later yeah. I ever had was Ballard Bitter. Oh, all right. Yeah, red hook. Red hook. Yeah. Yeah, that's before winter hook. That's yeah. like my brother might have passed it on to me and said, try a sip of this. He may or may not have. Beer. May or not have. Yeah, we won't incriminate him. Yeah. And I'm not saying which one of my five brothers did that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Five
0: brothers. Yeah.
1: And he's like, try this. Other than that, it was just Rainier everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Rainier everywhere. But, yeah, it definitely was. It was Ballard Bitter. And it had to have been back in, like, 70,
0: yeah. Yeah, 80-something. What was the beer that flipped the switch? And it might have been that. Like, what what was the beer that was, like, I want to be able to do that. Uh, really, uh, yeah. it's Irish Red. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, I remember that beer, and it was like, "Wow, this is really cool." Reds mm-hmm. were like my first like yeah. turn on to it. It's like because I, Coors Light, Bud Light, mm-hmm. Strohs, um,
0: PBR. <laughs> do you remember so, so we're the same age do you remember Michelob classic darks oh yeah yeah low and brow yeah Lowenbrow Lowenbrow. dark uh that might have been it to too though friends. i forgot about low and brow so dark ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. low and brow was a big influencer but Michelob classic darks was the first beer where i was like i'm drinking a quality beer even though it probably wasn't, wasn't? It was probably like yeah you know dark sugars um but I remember, like, we called them CDs, you know, before CDs existed. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, let's go get a CD. Classic Dark. Classic Dark. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. I would be very interested to try that beer today. Oh, and just like so, then break it down and break like, it down. And yeah, be
1: like, oh god, there's so many things wrong with this. But you know, beer. it was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, know. I didn't yeah. know anything. Oh, uh, well, seventeen and eighteen. Uh, Henry Weinhardt's.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had. I hear the, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. boars had that. Yeah,
1: yeah, the boar, the blue boar, or mm-hmm. whatever it is that it's called. I can't remember now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, really big around here. I mean, everybody drank up. Sure, Weinhards. Yeah. And that's because, like, oh wow,
0: we're getting crafty, yeah, I drank i, I remember in ninety four and ninety five when I was living in Alaska, um wine Hearts was yeah, pretty much the go to, yeah, and I'd never heard of it, and it was like, oh, it was all right, it's pretty good, yeah,
1: yeah, so i guess I guess I have a, a mixed reaction there because I do remember low and mm-hmm. when I was twenty one though sure, it was like one of the beers that i the the dark that I actually like wow. This has flavor mm-hmm. and has balance to
0: it. I remember liking lowen brow a lot and it was cheap. You could get it for four yeah. bucks a, yeah. a six pack. Yeah. A little eat or the lion on it and mm-hmm. everything,
1: yeah. That was kind of a cool and but I yeah, Ballard Bitter. I still remember that yeah. to the day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I,
0: that's how old school I am. <laughs> P and dough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember moving to Seattle in '96, and Red Hook was still a super, oh, super yeah. big, deal. super strong force. And uh, uh, yeah. drank a lot. Drank a lot of Red Hook for sure. I, yeah, I kind of kinda miss it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun to get. I'm sure those recipes are bouncing around. You could you could get them, yeah. create them, uh, like an homage to. I oh, wish yeah. yeah. um, the hook. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the hook. Yeah, I have a hook series. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your brain was going on that too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, uh. <laughs> so maybe along those lines. Uh, do you have, is there like a brewing hero that you have or somebody that, uh, or a favorite brewery? No Yeah. Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean uh, every time I ask that I'm just like Why do you even ask that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yinglings is right in there too. Most people around on the West Coast don't understand that. Yeah. But Yinglings is phenomenal. Yeah. They make a great even though it has acetaldehyde in it, mm-hmm. you know, it has green apple notes yeah, to it's, it.
0: It's very apple
1: Very apple Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's that's one of those things where, you know, people around here, don't. but I love yinglings. Yeah. Even yeah. though it, yeah, I know it's... It's the Rainier of the Midwest. Totally. And yeah. it's phenomenal. It's quenching and, yeah, so there's a new one for you. Yeah. But yeah. that it's like, somebody said yinglings? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep yep not many people from here no so these are like the straightforward like what is your favorite
1: grain i love my base malts but uh, i'm really really big on patagonia right now patagonia makes some great malts man that that little that little coffee malt that they put out that we put into manic flowers is phenomenal
0: delicious that was the beer that we were drinking at the beginning of this <laughs> <coughs> It has devolved since then but uh <coughs> but slowly we're, we're, we, that was the beer that we started out with like Thank the, you. the color like i love that color where it's just opaque you know you can see through it and it's got that amber reddish hue it's i love that uh what about your favorite hop uh you know what? I'm just going to have to say Cascade because it's yeah. so universal. 90%. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really, it can't go wrong with it. Yeah. You can make it fit into a lot of different styles. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's so Super universal. Versatile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great bittering hop per se. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not high enough alpha wise to, to do it. But ah, the flavor components that come out of that and it
0: just balances so much other you know, with mm-hmm. other hops. And it plays well with almost every yeast. Yeah, and and a different yeah. yeast will give it a kind of a different note yeah. to it. Uh, considering different yeasts, you're using different malts. Um, yeah, it's just super versatile. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, whoever developed
1: Cascade, yeah, he needs to win an award. Um, yeah, I'm sure they did. But yeah,
0: that's something I should look into. That'd be interesting. That'd yeah. be interesting, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, what about yeast? It's gonna be ten fifty six.
1: Yeah,
0: is that what you use? Yeah, that's what we yeah. use right now. It's, it's just, 1056. just super clean, and so, it and it allow. What I love about it is it allows all of the flavors of the ingredients that you choose to come through. Yeah. Whereas, like a London yeast and stuff, you know, and certainly Belgians, it starts to flavor over. It starts to flavor things over the choices mm-hmm. that you make.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I really yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I know that I'm just sounding so redundant to all the other brewers probably out there. And it's like we all kind of like sit along the same line. But these are things that are efficient. These are things that um, have proved themselves time after time. Yeah. You can never. Well, you can. But you, it
0: takes a lot to mess them up. So, this is one of my favorite questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I don't think I've said this for a few episodes, so I'm going to say it. Um, I totally ripped this off from a now defunct podcast called The Dinner Party Download. All right. And they would ask, tell us something that we don't know. And it can be about you, it can be about your brewing process, or it could just be a random piece of trivia. I have a swing line in my office a swing line is it a red, <laughs> it's, swing a red. Line? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a red, <laughs> red swing line we have one at the amtrak office as well and we never lose and sight of why we have it yeah <laughs> we call it Lumberg. <laughs> nice perfect perfect um so considering that you have just gone through the process is there any advice that you have for someone who is thinking about opening a brewery? Um, yeah, I have a lot of advice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we need to keep it concise here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, follow your passion. Mm-hmm. There will be an end. Mm-hmm. And just in, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. I love my wife for putting up with me through all of this process. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this has been a 10-year... It wasn't like I decided last year I was going yeah. to
0: do this. Those don't happen. Yeah. Or those don't happen and come to fruition. Yeah.
1: Rarely. Yeah. And and even though she was a little bit hesitant at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, she's... Fully on board now, and her name is Kristen, and I love her very much. Hi, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> She'll probably never listen to this podcast. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why am going to listen to your bearders now?
0: My wife listens to it. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. That's that. If you find somebody that is willing to follow your dream, yeah. kind of thing, and so I'm basically I'm living a dream mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. This kind of thing. At the same aspect, I've put a lot of things on the line for it absolutely and you have to make that choice
0: yeah yeah my dad uh is a business owner and that was one of the pieces of advice that he gave me he's like you're all in yeah like there is no there are no half measures no like if you're gonna start a business you're doing it and that was with the bottle shop which was years ago, yeah. And yeah, speaking of wives, like my wife was on board with that. We weathered that, which yeah. essentially I ran a charity for a number of years, and then, uh, <laughs> and then when I started thinking about the brewery, yeah, um, yeah, she's she's still around. No, it's good. It's, good. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah, which is which is great <laughs> yeah. that she stuck around. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the the brewery didn't happen, so yeah. You know, Still around.
1: You know, but never say never. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I enjoy this, you know, and, and uh, talking with people that are doing it and have made it happen. And uh, just kind of keeping my finger on the pulse. Um, so when's Dave going to do a collab with a brewery? I've done a few. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Eric and I have done some. Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess it's just uh, pretty much Eric. All right. Uh, Josh and I are talking about doing something. Cool, because Josh and I are talking about doing something. Yeah. Let's try to figure something out. Yeah, I'd be all I'd be cool. all about it.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, like, let's honor design a guy. recipe and let, let's figure something out. Yeah. Because that's what I'm all about. It's just like, seriously, let's expand the whole entire yeah. world. Josh and I want to do a key lime, a wit. Mm. So that'd be mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Love and then Jorgensen... Josh and I are looking at doing a collab together. Mm -hmm. We're calling it The Outsiders. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're the only three breweries in Whatcom County that aren't in Bellingham. Not in Bellingham. Yeah. We're it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to brew it on my system. And we're going to keep it real. Call it Pony Boy. And it's going to be with Golden Promise. Golden Hops. Or, or, you know, Kent Goldings. Mm -hmm. So we're keeping it gold- you mm-hmm. know, so outsiders, and so we're gonna kind of like make this whole entire like, like series yeah. of, of of beers that go along with the outsiders mm-hmm. because we're the only three out there, yeah. And everybody else is booked into Bellingham, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's great, yeah, uh, that's exciting. I'll, yeah. I'll drink that beer, yeah, sure, we yeah. shoot fun, yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, um, I think that's it, I think that's.
0: Yeah, it's the only two that I got right now. Yeah. It's just yeah. Those I'd guys. be I'd be down for doing whatever like if we just come up with a interesting idea. Yeah, totally. I'm all about pushing boundaries. Like I don't whatever. Well, sweet. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And thanks for coming. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for taking it. time out. You, um, you know, you're you're doing it and considering you're only 13 brews in 13 13, 13. um we're you know, almost there you should be doing other things rather than sitting here drinking beer with me but thank you again scott french brewing uh is there anything that i missed that you want to add to no they were cool all right well uh let's uh
1: i'd like to thank everybody for listening yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. all five yeah. of them
0: but i think they're great i really do but there's people in japan and stuff that have listened i'm like w- w- what that is <laughs> awesome i don't understand that at all <laughs> <laughs> so for <laughs> anyone listening thank you we appreciate it yeah Be sure and uh you know tune into the next podcast yeah, with tune dave into the next uh, exciting adventure that's with right a, um but yeah yeah thanks for uh Listening to us, hang out and drink beer. And thanks for coming in. Well, I drinking appreciate drinking beer it. and hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> I totally appreciate. And it. It's good it. to see you after yeah. uh, two years. Or, God, it really it's almost two years. Is it been two years? That, it been two years? Yeah, it's probably been wow. about Yeah. You know what?
1: We need to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> Man, good luck with that
0: now. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. And if you want to see me, you know where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. French Brewing. To give us the location. Uh, 5640 Third Avenue there you go Ferndale, Washington Ferndale, Washington yeah just yeah. north of Bellingham just Washington. north of yeah. Kitty Corner Rite Aid yeah yeah right old up there old police Barron. building old police oh that's what I was going to say what your, your uh, barley wine should be called Drunk Tank oh my god that'd
1: be awesome <laughs> We gotta get Jorgensen on
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. well, we'll make a big note. ass barley wine with Jorgensen. <laughs> on that note, cheers. Cheers. For coming. I got a drip. <sniffs> yeah, we're out of beer, but uh, we're gonna. it Yep. Oof. That sounded fun. <laughs> Thanks again, Scott, for uh, for bringing the loose juice. He and Jeff are working hard to make it happen up in Ferndale, so do the fifteen minute drive and see what all's going down up there. As always, if there's someone you'd like me to sit down with, please let me know. I have an email address, and you can reach me directly at dave at taptrail.com. So hit me up with questions or comments. While I've received a few emails, I'd love to get more. All questions, suggestions, or comments are always welcome. This podcast is for all of you, so let me hear from you regarding the direction of this podcast and what you want to see, what you want to hear, I guess, would be more apropos. If you enjoy Tapped In, please take a moment to rate us with all the stars on your podcast service of choice, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. It makes a big difference for us. In closing, uh, I'd like to harken back to an earlier episode and give a shout out to Jason Harper and Stemma Brewing. Hopefully, within a few weeks of you hearing this, they will be open. I dropped in the other day and was lucky enough to sample some of the wares and look around, and I think that it will be a mighty fine day indeed when they open their doors. I'll talk to you next month. Until then, cheers.